0: This is Steamboat Chatter, a podcast about Steamboat Springs, Colorado, with your host, Duke Adams. Today on the show, what makes Ohana family? Tell me something about, just to be, not even about Ohana, just yeah. about Steamboat. Tell me something you like about Steamboat. When you think about Steamboat, when you're away, what do you think about
1: what do I love about Steamboat? Well, it's beautiful year round. I'm also from the Midwest, so I grew up in Winona, Minnesota. Did we talk about this?
0: No, I don't think we have. I no. went to
1: grad school in Madison. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me give
0: let me give you the quick background how we've met before. Okay,
1: yes, I apologize.
0: Uh, when we moved here, we fell in love with Ohana. Like we just it was so like sweet. it feels like home. It fe- mm-hmm. like it's just so warm in mm-hmm. there. Like I don't know, it's 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 hard to describe. And we just fell in love with the shirts. Oh, and yeah. we bought a, a bunch of shirts. And then when she got pregnant, we were like, well, our kid's first shirt has right. to be mm-hmm. like a onesie from Ohana. And so we went in there and we talked with you about it. And we were going home the next week to Wisconsin to tell her family I do
1: remember this. And you gave I us. A, remember you, this. you
0: gave us a discount. It was pretty <laughs> nice. Uh, and then we took pictures and stuff. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I do think remember. I've ever sent you the pictures of like telling the you family with the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, that's how we know each other. But you, okay, you went congrats. to grad school in Madison.
1: I did. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in Winona. Yeah. My parents live in Wabasha. They're on like the backwaters of the Mississippi. But those winters are brutal.
0: Yeah. How? So uh, uh-huh. I love being able to talk to people from the Midwest about winters. Yes. Here, give me a comparison because you know Madison. Oh, perfect. This is great, Madison. <laughs> you know, it's brutally cold. Mm -hmm. I like, I tell Mm -hmm. people here, it's so cold. And they're like, Oh yeah, it's really cold here. And I'm like, Mm -mm. yeah, but like we would routinely see negative 30, 35, 40, like, and I'd say, do, do you guys get that cold here? And everybody's like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, everything I've read says no.
1: Right. And the sunshine's here.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: coldest I've ever been in my life was February in Chicago.
0: Oh yeah. The wind
1: just like cuts you.
0: So, On those cold nights in Chicago, if you're on vacation in Chicago or if you're in the Midwest and it's that brutal cold and you're not in Steamboat, which is home now, Mm -hmm. what are you thinking about Steamboat? What what are you like, oh, I wish I was in Steamboat (laughs) for...
1: I love the people.
0: I've heard that so many times on this show.
1: Really, truly. I mean, it took a minute to like find your groove. We moved here because my husband's best friend from high school lives out here, has been here for 10 years. Oh,
0: so he followed a friend.
1: (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. We had been in Phoenix for six years. What a
0: drastic difference. I know. Wow. It
1: snowed July. I was like, what was I thinking? Yeah. We're like, oh, one year on our way back to the Midwest. And now it's been four.
0: It was really like a, hey, let's just go hang out with my buddy Mm -hmm. for a year and then let's go home and start our lives or whatever Or whatever, yeah. Uh, And it's just, it's the, is that what the curse of the Yampa Valley curse is? Is that you'll never leave? Yeah, Yeah,
1: I've heard that.
0: Yeah. We, you know, we are, we are unsure of how long we'll be here, Mm -hmm. but, uh, we are scrambling to We've just fallen in love with this place. It's hard not to. And and it is the people like you said. So Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in again. I'm Duke Adams, your host. I'm sitting here chatting with Kate Bambenic, man nailed it. I didn't even really have to slow it down that time. Kate, you are general manager at Ohana?
1: Yeah, that's a good title for it. I'm
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those it's positions. One of those.
1: Yeah, I'm the retail manager, okay. which I think translates to general manager. I started as the steamboat shop manager two years ago. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've opened a shop in Breckenridge. And so I was kind of overseeing both shops, which was cool. And like, how
0: far is Breckenridge?
1: It's a two-hour drive from here. Oh, mm-hmm. so uh,
0: what's that like?
1: <laughs> right now? Well, in the summer, the fall, it's great. In the yeah. winter, it's trickier. Um, but I've kind of got my routine dialed in.
0: How often do you find yourself having to make that trek?
1: Mm, right now it's like once a week.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause we're still printing everything in Steamboat mm. and staffing's a little bit trickier there as well. So I'm yeah. there to like bring product, check in.
0: Yeah. So d- right at the top of the show, tell me a little bit about Ohana. I know it's from Hawaii. I have done a little research, but I want to hear it from you. Like, tell me a little bit about it. Where'd it come from? Where are the owners? Connect me, all that stuff.
1: Okay, great. So Luke and Emily Dudley are the owners. Luke is born and raised Steamboat Springs. Emily's from Albert Lee, Minnesota, and came out here after college. They met in Steamboat, got married on Maui, came back to Steamboat, I think... And then moved to Maui for several years. Perfect. Um, and so that's where so they've they- they've just
0: been trading off living in p- different paradises. It's like they're two right. dream worlds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so coming back to Steamboat, they were like really ready to start their business. They had been screen printing in mm. their basement yeah. or in their guest room. Right. Emily is an art major. Luke's um, background is in business. And so that was like kind of the dream duo. And so Emily does all the design for our shirts, apparel, home goods, and then Luke and my husband and a small but mighty team Screen prints all of our products um, at a warehouse in town.
0: A lot of your stuff is your products at the shop, obviously. But it also seems like it's kind of a hub for artists in the area. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think that's what I would feel so homey about it to me. Because that's what like every little shop in Madison was. Yeah, they have a handful of their own things. But then it was really like, hey but check out all this stuff too. And I i don't know, talk about that a little bit. Like why, why is that important to them and to Ohana to do that?
1: Definitely. Well, I think something that's always been important, you know, we are in a tourist town. Yeah. And so there are a dime a dozen t-shirt shops. And I think Luke and Emily really wanted to create something that's different. And I think part of what makes their goods so special, well, one, when you touch them, they mm-hmm. just feel good. And knowing who made and designed right, them that it's is local, really special. Right, yeah, yeah. And so then they kind of expanded their business, realizing that they could be a platform for other artists mm-hmm. and growing their business, which has been, it's like one of my favorite parts. Yeah,
0: it, it's, it's what a great way to, a, a few episodes ago now, I spoke with the publishers of Art with Altitude magazine, and we talked about how maybe... I'm, this is a touchy subject for me because I'm new to the area and I don't want to talk about city government <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not invested in that way but they talked about how maybe every city government doesn't do a great job at supporting the arts and really understanding Mm -hmm. what the arts are for a community that it's not just a side enjoyment thing like it's a real driver of commerce and especially in a community like this but then we also talked extensively about how it does seem like the community of steamboat maybe not the city government 100 percent but the community of steamboat really does seem to get that like artistry and and creative passions are very important. And it's not just, again, a side project. It can be a driving force. And I think, again, walking into Ohana, you you get smacked in the face with art is important Mm -hmm. and art is something that can drive commerce. Yeah. And I love that. I I love that.
1: that. I agree with you. I think the power of the Steamboat community is that it rallies around its people. So when Luke and Emily were starting their business, like, They had a lot of local support and that's kind of been ingrained in their business is wanting to kind of keep that going and supporting different community avenues and art. We probably carry over 60 Colorado based artists. The concept is definitely we prioritize Colorado. Right. Steamboat if we can and then kind of branch out from there. We have a few that we have personal connections with that have since moved out of state or whatever, but we like love their work. Yeah, they're you know, they're
0: grandfathered in. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's been cool. Like I one example that comes to mind is my friend, Shereen, she, her business is smeany Beanie Knits. Mm-hmm. And she started with us at the old shop when we were next to Carl's.
0: Oh, I didn't know you were next to Carl's. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. So like 2020, May 2020 moved up to our new location. Okay. In yeah, yeah. Which has been incredible. Yeah. But just seeing her expand her business and now she's full-time art is really cool. Yeah.
0: Garrett and I, Strange Steamboat, we talked a lot about how Steamboat is kind of a place where there's opportunity for people and opportunity that they didn't, maybe they didn't even know was something they could do. And it just seems like Steamboat is a place where there's opportunity to do that because of how small it Mm -hmm. But it, but it's really the, that smallness really makes it a place where people are striving for connection. Correct. So there are just there are opportunities for careers that. Okay, I can implement connection, and mm-hmm. so I love that about a place like this. But what I also love about a place like this—yes, it's very small—but because of what you said about it being a touristy location, you, we see all of these kinds of people. And yeah. I imagine for a store like Ohana, you you must see all kinds of people that come through there. Tell me what that's like. How? So one when, when I have worked retail or food service. You can spot a local. (laughs) Yeah. What's it like? What's that difference like? What's a local shop like? And what's the tourist shop like? That's a great
1: question. I think, well, because I've been at the shop for two years, like I have a pretty good idea of locals. And even if it's people like you coming in, you know, maybe a little less infrequently, I'm like still trying to make that experience memorable. Right. I would say tourists have a lot more questions. They want all the recommendations, which is my favorite part of the job too. I like... (laughs) I'd be like, oh, a happy hour? How many could I list off for you, right? Yeah. But it's cool to watch them experience the town and like see everything for the first time or- They
0: do get that kind of like glaze in yes. that. Like not glaze, because it's not, it's not stupefied. It's excitement. Yes. It's a glimmer.
1: I would Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Or you have the repeat tourists that come every winter. The old hats. Uh Uh-huh. Got to get our annual Ohana. We were here last year. Like, it's really cool. My
0: t-shirts are worn. Mm -hmm. I need my my new season of t-shirts. My annual Ohana. Yeah, Yeah,
1: which one do I not have? Which ones are new? And if all else fails, when they mispronounce Bar-U-E, that's when you know it's a tourist. Wait, what?
0: Have I been saying this wrong the entire time?
1: So we have that design that says Bar-U-E is for lovers.
0: Wait, are you saying bar you eat
1: Bar you ue That's you, how you say it? Well, Bar-U-E is a granola bar brand Right. Okay. Carry the shop Okay. Two sweeties that yeah. own that business. Yeah.
0: Right. What do you say? I'm so confused.
1: <laughs> so there's a two-seater chairlift on the mountain. Right. Bar-U-E.
0: Oh, so the granola bar is a playoff. Correct. i Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm talking with Sam about <laughs> getting him on the show. And so- I awesome. am so glad so to have made that connection before you. I have mm-hmm. him on the show. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if all else fails, I'd like tease that that's the local's password because people would be like, Bar ooh,
0: I don't so get funny. it. And
1: I'm like, now you know.
0: That's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> So I do think of Ohana as a member of the community, not just a business. Like it just, it does feel more personal. One thing that I like to ask my guests is how is your business or how are you helping build community in your community? How are you helping connect people? How is Ohana? I mean, you look at the t-shirts and you can tell that community is important, but what are the active steps that Ohana takes to be in the community and active member of it?
1: I love that question. I have to credit Luke and Emily with that. Like Luke having the local tie and being from here and having his family here has helped, right? Like he has this personal connection, but they do such a good job of nurturing their community. And that starts from like the top down. And I think I feel that from them, like I've always felt supported. I've always felt trusted in my role, which is really cool. And then I can then pass it down to the right. girls in the shop. Yeah. They do a really good job of plugging different community events. We host live prints. Our most recent one in October was for Advocates of Route County. And what is
0: that? what's a live print? It's
1: so fun. You have to come to the next I one. I will, yeah. Um, so, I mean,
0: here's your here's your chance to convince me. I mean. I'm
1: okay. You're in. <laughs> Emily worked with advocates to come up with a design and then On, I think it was like a Wednesday from like five to seven, we fire up the printer and the press at, or excuse me, yeah, the press and the dryer at Ohana at the shop. And then people can come and then we have typically the design in a couple colors and then a variety of shirts. So it's just like literally
0: watching Mm -hmm. like screen printing going on and then you get to buy those shirts or something? Yes, exactly. Ah, So it's like a happy hour. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: In this case, for advocates, it was a fundraiser. Yeah. So for every adult shirt purchased during the live print, we donated. $10 ten dollars back to advocates. Oh, very cool. Five dollars for kids' shirts. And then for the month of October, we're selling that design and also donating. Oh so, cool. So in the shop and online. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't
0: you know what I didn't even realize that you would have an online store. I mean that makes <laughs> that makes perfect sense.
1: I mean we did prior to COVID, and then with the shutdown, we like really ramped it up, and it's been yeah, it's yeah. been great. Well,
0: and what a great you know we talk about uh, visitors coming annually to get their Ohana stuff, and now exactly. it's just like just or like
1: Ugh, I saw that shirt, didn't buy it. Now I'm back in Texas, so right? Bought it, right? Yeah,
0: and and like you know the, the people who managed to break the Yampa Valley curse of being able to leave, they mm-hmm. can still get their stuff. They can and still get their part of home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you talk about community events and and things like that. What are some of your favorite community events around town and is Ohana involved in in any of that kind of stuff?
1: So my background's in school counseling. I have a master's in social work. When I moved out here, you know, to be honest, I had been in the schools in Phoenix for six years. So I was pretty burnt out.
0: <laughs> when I moved here, uh-huh. I had been a DMV employee for five years, Oh no, two of which were a pandemic years as oh, a government babe. employee. Yeah. I get burnout. You get
1: burnout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it was like one counselor to 800 students. Oh, I have no boundaries. So I was driving them to school and wow. feeding them snacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, I, Cause you
0: want to do a good job. Yeah. I get, I get the no boundaries thing, but like, I also get, you care. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Steamboat. Hope you're enjoying the conversation with Kate and I, but here's a little interruption about Mortarbox Media. Through Mortarbox Media, I help people create and develop podcasts that they've been dreaming of reaching their audience with. And for businesses, I help create engaging content that will convert listeners into customers. So whether you're just looking for someone to hit record or you need a showrunner, or anything in between, Mortarbox Media can help take you from having an inkling of an interest in podcasting to an engaging professional podcast in no time at all. If you're interested in seeing what a podcast might do for you to help you achieve your goals, reach out to the email listed down below in the show notes. It's steamboatchatter at gmail.com. Or if you'd just like to support what we're doing at Steamboat Chatter, you can visit the Patreon linked in the show notes below. And without further ado, back to the show.
1: So I moved out here. My husband was working remotely at the time. And... I got a job at Mountaintop and worked there full-time for the summer. And then from there, went to Partners in Route County and managed their school-based mentoring program, which was such a cool way to be like still in the field, but not so direct right. service burnout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, speaking of side hustles, right. I kept a day at Mountaintop and Luke and Emily would come in all the time. Oh, cool. And so I would like buy their beer. And then finally was like, if you ever need help at the shop, (laughs) I could do it. So I was working for them once a week until they approached me about managing. But I say all that to say that Community has always been at the heart of everything I do. And as I like get older and kind of create this community, both, you know, in my own world and professional world, I keep coming back to that as like my core value. Yeah. And so any way that we can get involved, Ohana or myself, I am a mentor with partners. So I have a cutie pie who's in middle school now, what we met when she was in fourth grade. We've been matched for over two years. I just joined the Young Professionals Network board. So I'm constantly trying to well, find ways. Yeah. yeah, I think. and. Ohana has been an incredible spot for me to kind of jump from that. We have a high school intern at the shop, which has always been one of my goals.
0: (laughs) I was a high school intern. It's
1: the best. She's incredible and has her stuff way more together than I ever did at 17. You know, I think, uh,
0: my wife and I, my wife is tired of hearing this conversation from me. I'm jealous of Gen Z. Oh, Like everything that Gen X started and millennials started to really dig into the thought process of, Gen Z is just kind of going, yeah. Well, we're not going to do that anymore. Right. You guys have just talked about it for right. thirty years. We're just not going to do it.
1: I would agree, and it doesn't feel like there's like this like facade. They're yeah. like, this is what I who I am. This it's, is what I wear. It's this inspirational style. Yeah. yeah. Although one of my cuties at the shop did tell me her Doc Martens are vintage. And oh yeah, listen. I for there, sure, <laughs> wore those in middle
0: school. <laughs> there are there are listen there are parts of the we don't get to get into this, but there are parts of Gen Z culture that I'm like okay. and and there's parts that make me feel very old
1: absolutely and give a little bit of hope i'm like come on you guys got us yeah i i really i i
0: I don't know, maybe it, maybe it's just that I'm an old man now, but I look at them and I'm like, they're our future. Mm-hmm. They really are the future. I think you're right. So speaking of Gen Z, you've yes. got this high school intern. Yes. I imagine that you as like a retail person, you get to see a lot of that kind of culture. I, I'm i not in Gen Z culture at all. What do you notice about Gen Z culture in Steamboat? Mm. Like culture in Steamboat is different. Every group, mm-hmm. every, every group that I've met here so far that I've been able to go oh this they they're, they're kind of like the group from the midwest that would be like this they're totally. just a little bit mountain different yeah. What, what's the difference for young people in Steamboat, do you think?
1: I mean, from what I can tell, they're pretty mature. Like my high school intern. I mean, I also think she's an anomaly. She approached us about interning. She has really? her own business. Wow. She's like a very good skier. I can't, I think it's the moguls. Is that the bumps? She does the mogul right. skiing. She's in Austria for two weeks with her team. Like she's dialed in. And I think from what I can tell, and this is obviously a generalization, but that they are passionate. Like they are looking for ways to get involved.
0: I wonder if that's just, I think that is something I've just noticed about Steamboat in general. Like you have to be a passionate person to live here. That's true. It is an extreme (laughs) place to live. Yeah. Not only just for the loneliness that you can experience in a small community, the, the winters and the mountains and like we're in the library and... What a beautiful scene, but like so true. that would suck to have to 100 years ago mm-hmm. live on, you know, so you have to be passionate to be in this valley. And I wonder if that's what it is with Gen Z is it's just like their parents and their entire culture is instilling into them. You have to be passionate about life. Mm-hmm. And so you get these uh, young people who are really serious about everything they're doing and they, they have goals that they want to accomplish. Yeah. I think, I think that's something I notice about people here.
1: I like that. I think also from what I can tell is they're growing up with an incredible amount of independence right. and safety, which is a huge privilege in this community. But they have e-bikes. And they're like go to their friend's house and go to school on their own and things that I wouldn't have done at that age. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm talking like younger than high school, but.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, I, I got on my bike and would ride 20 miles. Mm-hmm. And my parents have no idea where I was. Right. And that doesn't happen in other communities anymore. And it seems like here, it's just like, well, yeah, what's going to happen? Oh, in steam? Yeah. Read the police blotter and the pilot. Or like,
1: like <laughs> so, you're going to see someone that knows somebody that's going to, it's going to get back, right? Right,
0: right. Yeah, it's, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's very interesting and we can get off small, small town vibes, but I love mm-hmm. small town vibes because uh, it keeps you honest.
1: I agree. And I like it more than I thought. Like living in Phoenix for six years, moving to Madison, thinking that was too small. Yeah. And then going back to Phoenix and being like, oof, this is too much. And it's hard to live somewhere where you dread summer.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although-
1: the food and we had really good friends and it was, you know, at that time affordable to live there. But
0: but there's amazing food here. There just really last week is. I spoke to Nick Winden, the chef mm. at Laundry mm-hmm. Kitchen and Cocktails. My favorite. And I've, we've not been yet and we, we Ashley and I would really like to go. So speaking to Nick, I realized you have to branch out. You have to branch out in a place like this. You know, we're talking about good, you, you were back in Phoenix and you had good friends and mm-hmm. there were good food there, but there's so much of that here. I would agree. And I, I part of this show is just kind of encouraging People, new people, visitors, and but especially new residents, you gotta branch out. You mm-hmm. you you cannot close yourself off. Do it for the first month if you feel like you gotta get your bearings, but then get out there, meet mm-hmm. people.
1: Come see me at the shop for the recommendations. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Come see Kate. What, speaking of recommendations, tell me about fun stuff to do around Steamboat. The rare weekday that Kate Bam Bennett gets off from work. What's she doing? Is it curl up on the couch and read a book? Or is it, Hey, I'm going to go hit the slope.
1: So you kind of touched on this, but Brian, my husband, Brian, and I definitely experienced that when we moved here of like the extreme, right? Where we're like, we, you can't just go for a run. You have to go for a 50 K, (laughs) right? We're like, how do we make this work? And it's like a couple months in, you find your crew. Like you do find a crew that wants to go for a hike, but you're not bagging peaks, right? You could like do a loop on emerald and then catch a happy hour. Yeah. I think I'm somewhere in between. I love hiking. I love walking my dog. I didn't grow up skiing or snowboarding, mm-hmm. but I've since same. started, but I'm like a couple laps in a bloody Mary. Like I'm not sending it. <laughs> so if I'm off, I'm usually doing something pretty relaxed. And when I was working at mountain tap, we all had the same day off. Cause it's closed. The brewery's closed on Mondays. And so I'd be like, what are you doing on your day off? And it's like, errands and a nap. Like Adorable person, right? But the culture here does it. It's very different. Right. Um, But if someone's coming to visit, we're probably. Maybe that's that is uh-huh. a be- better question. I have Look, the What full are you day. showing off? Yeah. Is it winter? Is it summer? Well, it's kind of the same. Usually it's. A coffee and a breakfast sandwich and then head up to the Hot Springs. I love any excuse to go to Strawberry Park. <laughs> After that, maybe grab breakfast or lunch. I usually, my party trick is Clark. I love it out there. Yeah. So either like a paddleboard at Hans Peak Lake mm-hmm. or a snowshoe around Pearl. And then Sammy's at the Clark store.
0: Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. Clark store breakfast. <sighs> oh my God. The holidays are coming up. And I, I, you know, just from talking to people, it seems like Steamboat loves any excuse to throw a party. And so I imagine that Ohana is involved in holidays and holiday activities. I'm, I can't wait to come into Ohana and see what it's like for the holidays. Cause it's, if, if it's already homey now, come on. You yeah. throw a little Christmassy vibe in there. <laughs> let's go.
1: You're so sweet. Well, you guys should come see the Halloween decorations that my girls put up this week. Yeah. Um, we do love the holidays, and I can't believe that it's here. Like, I've been planning for it for, you know, months now yeah. and kind of saving special new inventory to put out so the store feels different. The mountain opens the week of Thanksgiving. And so that's kind of when we start to see things pick up in town. We offer gift wrapping in the month of December, and it's usually a $2 donation per gift and I usually highlight three local nonprofits nice. and then you get a ticket and you get to choose it's kind of like Token Tuesday for Mountain Tap. Thanks for the idea, guys. Um, and then you get to choose where the donation goes. And that's been really successful and fun. I usually try to do a festive. We're part of the First Friday Art Walks with Steamboat Creates. And so that first Friday in December, I try to do kind of like a holiday gift wrap, maybe, you know, have music or something in the shop. We were talking about maybe doing a pop-up with Mythology Distillery nice. or something to you know, kind of highlight a new gift and another local business. Right. So I think that'll be really fun. And then, yeah, it's just like game on through December.
0: Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> I, I imagine, you know, once the mountain is open, we we got here right at the start of mud season okay. in the spring. Yeah. And so I just imagine that once the mountain op- is open, this place, everything is just like mm-hmm. full throttle We're It's just go, yeah. go, go. Yeah.
1: It's wild. It's, December and July, those are like our two busiest months shop-wise and I would say, you know, tourist-wise. The winter feels different because it's more concentrated mountainside. Right. But I mean, people obviously make their way downtown for dinner and drinks and walking around and shopping. The summer feels more concentrated in town. Interesting. So with the farmer's market, we do that every Saturday. You know, there's something going on every weekend in the summer in Steamboat, which is so fun. So it's like, it's just different traffic, but still busy. Do you
0: guys, are you guys involved at, I know that there's a big like thing where Lincoln gets shut down and kids are pulled winter by. Carnival. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. you guys do winter carnival things? Thank you. I can't, you know, I'm trying to keep track of like, you're doing
1: great. There's a lot. You're doing <laughs> yeah. great. Um, yes we do. I, I can't remember, but I think we might've done a live print for it last oh, year. Very so cool. keep an eye out for that. And yeah. yeah, it's like right outside the shop. I think we've talked about doing hot cocoa or something cause people get there early. Right.
0: You gotta get your spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: maybe we would do like a little, I imagine as a
0: shop owner or a a business owner or somebody who works there, like you guys could probably set up pretty early and be like, I'm I'm getting some primo spots. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm surprised there's anything left for community members. If if I'm a business owner, I'm like, all right, guys, line up your stuff. Let's go. We
1: just like have our faces pressed against the glass. Right,
0: right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I love that. Again, I I go back to it. It seems like Steamboat, just any excuse to have a good time, Mm -hmm. throw a party and get people connected. I love that. And I really love that it seems like Ohana, and at least you, Kate, you seem like somebody who really, we talked about it. Community is important and connecting with people. And what a cool way to do it with your work through Ohana. There is something about handmade, artistic forms of things you can wear. Like, you know, there's just something about that that makes you feel connected to not only the people who use their hands to make it, but then the business who Mm -hmm. who sells it. You feel connected to them. And because of that connection, you feel connected to the community. And what's really cool about Ohana and your t-shirts and your sweatshirts and anything like that is when you see somebody else with it on, you automatically feel like you're in the know.
1: So true. You
0: know, you're like, hey, you know the best t-shirts in town just like I do. You're in the club. Yeah. And what a great way to to enhance that community, really build that kind of community through kind of like, I don't, even, I'm sure that's not an intentional thing, but you do feel like you're in a special club wearing an Ohana shirt I when you see that. somebody else. So
1: the three trees, I've gotten so many questions. Cause I feel like it's like steamboat starter pack, right? You like get right. the three trees on your car. And I got asked the other day, is like, is that Ohana or is that steamboat? <laughs> and I was like, kind of both. Yeah, like, right? I think it's just kind of become this, you know, recognizable logo and it's cool. Like I'll have friends text me if they see it in different airports or different cities. And I agree with you. It's cool to know that the Johanna is spreading. Right. And I kind of wanted to circle back to what you said about like knowing who makes the goods. Like we love sharing the stories of the makers. And I think there's so much fun, creative stuff in the shop that's so unique. And so when people buy pieces or jewelry or beanies or Bags and to get to share the story of like, we know who makes this. This is why it's special. And this is why you or whoever you're gifting it to is going to love it. Right. It's like, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And, and as you're talking about that, all I'm, all I'm hearing is you're just digging out more ways to connect people mm-hmm. and build community. And so I, I just love that. Storytelling is something I'm passionate about. And when somebody tells a story, whether it's actually telling a story or creating a piece of art or whatever, storytelling has this ability to connect people. It draws a line yeah. of connection between the person telling the story and everybody that hears or experiences it. And it's not just as a sea of people connection. It's individual mm-hmm. lines. I'm connected with each mm-hmm. and every one of the people that are listening to this right now. They're connected to you with their with their own connection. It's, it's really magical. And I think part of the magic of what Ohana has tapped in is the magic of storytelling. Yeah. And maybe that's interesting... Maybe that's weird for people to think about as goods and products as storytelling. I would challenge listeners to think about times that they've worn an Ohana shirt outside of the community of Steamboat. And when somebody's been like, what is that shirt? You tell them a story. Yeah. You tell them where it came from and why it's important to you. So products are storytelling and I think maybe that's why I'm so drawn to Ohana is because you guys have just mastered that craft so well. And it's really cool to talk to you today and find out that it's it is important to you guys. It's Definitely. not it's not just something I am placing on it. It's important to you guys. I it love is, that.
1: It is, and I want it to feel Like from the moment you walk in the shop, like that's always been important to Luke and Emily. It's important to me, like greeting guests as they walk in, checking in, answering questions, like being ready for that happy hour coffee recommendation. Like Ohana means family. It means community. And I want that to like be embodied in while you're in the shop. And then after you leave that you can like feel good about, I don't know, where you are purchasing your products. And
0: It, it feels good to know that stuff. It, like it feels good to know that I'm spending my money somewhere where this is something of value to the people.
1: Absolutely, That's
0: really important. That's That's pretty cool. I love it. So one thing that I love about a show like this is connecting with people and talking about a community and specifically Steamboat. And we've talked about how great this place is. But to me, and maybe some of the listeners, those might be empty words. Tell me a story about why those words aren't empty. Tell me a good story about something in Steamboat that you connect with. You're like, this is why I love this place.
1: So I love that because there's so many. But I have to talk about Steamboat Dance Theater.
0: Okay. I haven't heard about this yet. No, no, no.
1: So every year, Steamboat Dance Theater puts on a show. And it's a collection of a dozen choreographed pieces. And so they hold auditions in the fall. And then generally in the winter is the show. And I had gone probably with partners as like just a guest to watch with the kids to pre-pandemic, two plus years ago. And was like, I got to do that. Like, this is so cool. Oh, like be in it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's like community dance. Right. And I was just over the moon like thought it was the coolest thing and so then the next year I turned 30 and I was in Mexico so I missed it and then it was COVID <laughs> <Rubbery>. <laughs> So then last year was my chance.
0: Finally got it.
1: Finally got it. Missed auditions, but was still able to participate. Got put in like the most fun piece, um, choreographed by Jess Whalen, Lizzo, Juice. And oh my gosh, when you talk about the Steamboat community and when you talk about tapping into a network of people who are like your age that you didn't know or didn't really know or see around but haven't connected with, yeah, it's such a good way to get involved. So we like have practice once a week at CMC and then all winter, which is like also such a good thing to like stay active and be, you know, involved in the winter. And then you get to perform on stage, <laughs> which is some people's nightmare, but also really cool.
0: It, you know, it's uh, I associate with both of those sentiments. It is my nightmare, uh-huh. but it also feels like home. Absolutely, I love being on a stage, but the lead up to it, no. Oh, thank
1: yeah, you. and like grown ups doing like choreographed routines, like it's. And then I am low level, like not experienced. Who cares, right? But that's the cool part, right? So there's pieces of all levels, like all areas of expertise. Very talented dancers and cool. artists in our community. All kinds of different. I mean, there's tap. There's African dance. There's modern hip-hop like jazz funk like it's all these different showcases and then to come together in this like beautiful production over the weekend is pretty special are you
0: doing it this year yeah when is that
1: um so auditions are coming up i think in two weeks okay And then the show will be the weekend of Easter, so in April.
0: And what's the organization called again?
1: Stebo Dance Theater. Stebo Dance.
0: Uh, So listeners, I'm going to try and link that in the show notes. Speaking of show notes, you can find links to all of Ohana's stuff in the show notes. And you should go check them out. Follow them on their socials. Go to the website. Make a purchase. But really... If you're in town, you should be coming downtown and coming into Ohana to make a purchase because you'll you'll see how homey it is. If you're local, you know how you you've been there. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to convince locals, but locals, come on, support <laughs> Ohana that. too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Kate, I mean, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and telling thank me you, everything Duke. about you love about Steamboat and Ohana. I I, I never want to miss an opportunity to tell you guys that Ohana is important to me, and I know that it's important to Steamboat. So thank you so much. Steamboat Chatter is a production of Mortarbox Media. It's produced, engineered, and edited by Adam Rosted. To learn how we can help you start your own podcast, reach out to us on our Instagram. The link's in the show notes here.